Good morning, spiritual chicks on the go, and hopefully there's some godly guys joining us also this week. I am Cynthia Garrett, and welcome to Girl Club. And you know, if you've been joining us regularly, uh, that we are a bunch of real girls having real talk about real issues and seeking to apply our very real faith. That faith is grounded in Jesus Christ and what we hope that all of you are doing as members of Girl Club is growing weekly in your own relationship with the Lord and looking at the issues and the challenges that you face every day and seeking to apply godly wisdom and scripture to those issues and those challenges. And trust me, we live in a world full of issues and challenges today. I don't think there's any of us in any nation around the globe that doesn't have its fair share of crazy right now, starting at the very top of every nation. Um, certainly America right now is just a hotbed of just the enemy using those in power and positions of leadership to try to divide us as a nation. And so at Girl Club, if we're about anything, we're about unity and we're about seeking God's heart on being one, because that's what we are. So as sisters in Christ, I want to welcome uh, my Girl Club regular, who's here with me all the time. And you guys know her for all our Girl Club regulars. You know Nova Page. Nova is an amazing evangelist and pastor and singer, songwriter, worship leader. I mean, she's just an incredible woman of God. And uh, hi, Nova. Good morning. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Yeah, good morning. Happy to be here. Yeah, me too. Me too. And so we're going to also add uh, a new face. She's not been uh, a regular here on Girl Club, and um, she's popping in today, and uh, we'll steal her time from time to time. And she's also an incredible evangelist and a great girlfriend and a great sister in Christ. And her name is Sarah Zahia. And Sarah has been on my TV show in, in London, the sessions. And um, I got to tell you, when I first had Sarah on, it was simply because I felt like the world just needed to get caught up in the love affair that Sarah has with Jesus. Um, by way of background, Sarah is a Jewish believer in Christ. And she's also a resident single chick here on Girl Club. And, you know, we need to have some single chips, uh, chicks. Christina Boudreaux has been our only one. So it's kind of nice to welcome you, Sarah, especially now in the conversation <laughs> we've been having about being single <laughs> and dating and men and women and sex and the job the church does in helping us navigate these things, all of it. So it's good to see you, woman. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome. <clears throat> Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Kind of a little nervous. Don't know what to expect, <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, I'm from uh, upstate New York, lived in LA for a very long time and just moved to Nashville. So here we are. Yeah. So for those of you who pay a close attention, when I'm on this set, I'm in my Nashville, or my, my, my Tennessee home. And so, uh, Quite by coincidence, Sarah got the call to move here around the same time I did. And we, yeah. didn't, we didn't know until she came over one day to our home and said, I got to tell you something. I'm out of here. I'm moving to, to Nashville. The Lord told me I got to do it. And so I'm packing up the car. Yeah. <laughs> which, which I know. And Nova's like, what? Nova, I'm telling you, it's, it's pretty. God's doing something here. 
And it is pretty, and God's doing something all over the world. So let me not yeah. be one of those people who says that because he's doing something everywhere that we are. And for those of you watching, you just need to know that God's doing something right where you are and he wants to use you and do something with you, through you, for you, and for other people around you as well. So mm. as people start to, I see signing in and, you know, logging on, I, I just, I'm thanking you guys for the growth that we're seeing here also and for your responses every week. Anna, I hope you have uh, some of those. When I talk to Anna, Anna is the voice in the studio. So Anna, I hope you have some of those um, emails teed up because I'd like to get to some of those questions uh, and comments today as well. But Sarah, I just, you know, you have such an interesting background. And as a, as a single woman of God, I just, if you could just share a little bit about what your journey has been with Nova and I to kick us off today, kind of what God's done, what he's shown you, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was born Jewish. Uh, then about when I was about five years old or almost five, something like that, my parents converted to Catholicism. And so my brother and I were baptized at their wedding. And um, so I, I grew up Catholic. And then my brother became born again. Long story short, I became born again. But there wasn't, you know, and I lived this life. I always loved Jesus. Even before I prayed the prayer, this, I always did love Jesus. Um, when I moved to California... I was praying for people, you know, you know, in acting always as a hobby and then was in sales and pharmaceutical sales. But, um, but it wasn't until I had this major breakup because I didn't have a testimony. Everyone was talking about these testimonies. I'm like, what is that? I don't, and I was kind of like, oh, please don't ask me because I don't have one. <laughs> I was like, because I didn't, I just didn't. And these people would cry and they would have these emotional testimonies and I didn't relate. I didn't understand um, until I had this very um, shocking breakup about 12 and a half years ago. And, and it was that night when I surrendered all to Jesus. And so I learned a lot in the last 12 years, um, you know, I was date. I have dated always in a serious, mostly serious relationships. I wasn't, you know, I, I, I dated good guys, but thank you, Jesus, that he did not listen to me in the times that I asked. Oh, because you know, when you have a crush, <laughs> I look back, I'm like, oh God, thank you, Jesus. You did not let me marry that guy, <laughs> you know, several times. Um, so it's all good. But anyways, in this transformation, everything changed. I I mean, even, and this was the first guy, this guy, the, the shocking breakup, this guy was the first guy that, uh, you know, we went to church together and, and on our first date, he prayed over the meal. And I thought, wow, I hit the jackpot. You know, I thought that little thing was such a big deal. You know, I know. It's funny. But anyways, um, well, yeah, listen, we're out here in a dry and weary land. So you see something yeah. like that as a marker or an indicator. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, get I get I'm sure a lot of people. Yeah. Can yeah. And and 
and and I was thankful. You know, I I would tell him. You know, we're friends now. I would tell him. I'm like, I'm so thankful that the breakup happened because, I mean, we both went on our own journeys because we didn't realize how broken we were, and mm. so I went through learning a lot about healing. Mm. And um, because of all that Jesus did in me, because I was so on fire. I mean, I went from light, I mean, from darkness to light in one night. Like I literally the next day woke up and my brain was processing things differently. And but I'm actually thankful that I didn't have that at such a young age. Because now I get to understand and minister and, and witness to people who were like me wanting a testimony and not understanding why people are so passionate. I don't really feel that way, you know? So I understand all the levels of the walk for a lot of people because it's not black and it's not black and white. It's there's a lot of gray. And so I love that what I went through, I'm, I'm using the healing that, that I went to receive. Mm-hmm. Now I minister in healing um, others um, wherever God leads me. Uh, I'm, I mean, I serve in healing ministries at church in LA, and but now I'm in Nashville. Anyways, it, it was I, I mean it was eye opening, and so I can I can talk to a non believer in the dating situation, and I can talk to a believer who's on fire for Jesus. Yeah. And that spectrum, you can, I can relate, I can understand. So I know where they are and right where they are, the Holy Spirit can give me the words to minister to them because it's it's not easy. And I've been in three states, New York, LA, and now Nashville. <laughs> yeah. Which one's the hardest to minister Christ in? Ooh, good question. Hmm. I mean, I've been to Egypt. I've been to uh, Turkey and Israel and brazil and i and and my job um pharmaceutical sales i i shared the gospel with jewish psychiatrists i mean you want tough but it doesn't matter it's not none of to me literally they're all the same it's because you really have to submit to jesus and his love to let him do the talking because it'll just come out of your mouth. Like he'll know exactly what to say and how to say it to that person. And so if we can, when we talk to someone, we look at them as the person and not the people group or the religion, like, oh, they're Jewish or they're, oh, they're Catholic. Oh, they're, right. you know, so I, and I was in boot camp, So like I learned all this through years of, just <laughs> sharing every day. So yeah, I learned a lot. Yeah. Well, well what it's funny because one of the things I was saying about you off uh, off camera before we started today was that like Sarah will share Christ with a doorknob. I mean, <laughs> if there's any shot, the door will get saved. She's going to share. And, uh, and, and, uh, you know, I laugh about it and stuff, but it's more a, it's more that it gives me such joy that you're that way. And, and I, and I think, you know, for so many people watching, I mean, honestly, how do you, 
what would you say to them that, you know, they should desire to be as bold as you? Because I know when I read and I recommend for anybody watching Charles Finney's Lessons in Revival, um, when I read Lessons in Revival, I'm often ashamed of where we are as Christians today because we don't share the gospel with an urgency, the, the mm. urgency that really is. And the urgency that really is, is that people are in dire need. People are in dire need. People are lost. The na- Our nation is just lost. Our leaders are lost. We have people professing Christ and then believing, you know, in all manner of demonic activity. I mean, we have leaders professing Christ who support abortion, like vocally. Like, how does that go together? I mean, how does it go together? And 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 that's not being judgmental. It's a question. How do you reconcile that? Because I can't. Not from the book I'm reading. You know. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, I'm. I mean, I can tell you. I think it was yesterday or day before. Um, I was praying for courage. I'm like, God, baptize me. Oh, yeah, it was yesterday. I was listening to a Bill Johnson uh, teaching on courage, a baptism of courage. And I'm like, yes, I need that. I, I miss. I think I was under a baptism of the Holy Spirit when I was um, working in the pharmaceutical industry um, during that time after the breakup. And I was on fire for God in a crazy way. It was, I mean, it was supernatural and I'm asking for him to do it again. I actually was asking for that when I was in Hawaii for three months during the pandemic, visiting a friend on a farm. And instead of baptizing me in the Holy spirit, he told me I'm moving to Nashville. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) Okay. That's not what I was asking for, but it's interesting, you know, but we be obedient in whatever he's giving you. Just be obedient, whatever he's telling you to do. Like, don't beat yourself up if you're not witnessing. I mean, I feel conviction if I'm running into CVS, you know, and I see someone and, you know, like they're over there and I didn't, oh my gosh, I, I didn't, I missed an opportunity. You know, like we can't beat ourselves up. We just pray and, 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 And God will give you the words for the next opportunity, you know? Yeah, I I think you make just honestly such an interesting and important point that if we ask the spirit of truth to lead us into all truth, Mm. then we stand in readiness to be obedient. So, Mm. and if we're not, then his mercies are new. Like... Because we don't live right under the law, but we live under the new covenant. And so it's like there's that freedom and grace like, oh, okay, I miss that, God. But you're not telling me to beat myself up. What you're saying is live in the ebb and flow of my grace and, you know, let me partner with you again the next time. Mm. So, yeah, but I I know that I, I felt that I felt like I missed the mark. And I feel super like I condemn myself. Christ doesn't actually condemn me. I feel like I condemn myself, right? Like I feel mm. terrible. And yet, I mean, the conviction is good. Like, gosh, I, I mm. miss that. Lord, help me, Jesus. 
the next time. But I think being who you are, like I can't pretend to be you, Sarah, and I can't pretend to be Cynthia, but I can live out of what God has given me and move in that and be really confident in that. Because for me, people just come to me and tell me everything about their life and I sit with them in compassion. And it can happen in the grocery store line yeah. at CBS or at yeah. church. But it doesn't just happen at church where there's this religious activity happening often. It, yeah. it has to happen in the moments. And, you know, like that's that's how I live live out. I but I it's interesting, one of my words this year was courage that God would make me really courageous. And I'm like, what does that look like for my personality, God? Like, mm. how do you want to use me to be courageous? Does it mean I stand on a soapbox or does it mean I really press into the really hard moments with yeah. people? That's good. So good. It is. It is. No, because in all honesty, you know, Christian, my son always says that every believer needs to actually consider themselves the church without walls because, and I think that's been one of the great things about this pandemic is that it's, um, <laughs> just slip that in there, Cynthia. <laughs> is that my halo, I'm my halo here. <laughs> is that, is that it's taken away the walls in a lot of cases from the yeah. church. It, it took it away temporarily and it's still kind of, taking it away, giving it back, taking it away. And it's, it, I think it has forced us in the body of Christ to start to push out of the comfort zone of the walls that we aspire to build and the building we aspire to worship in and realize that if this is as good as it gets right now around the world, where we've got governments fighting over vaccine mandates and telling you who can travel and who can't travel and trying to divide us and separate us. And they are trying to divide us and separate us. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and Biden's all his crud promises about I'm going to bring unity to America. We were all lies, all lies. And, and all you got to do is look at where we are in America to see that they're all lies. And it really, really angers me as someone who loves people who knows that a godly agenda God's agenda is about unity. So, and certainly we've got to, as the body of Christ, withstand the attacks on the unity of the brethren, the unity of the church and forsake not gathering together. And, and of course this whole, you know, this whole pandemic thing, you know, it's, it's, it stops us in a lot of ways from gathering yeah. together, right? It has definitely cried. Yeah. Yeah, it has. It, it There has been a, a, a very huge halt, I think, in some ways. Mm-hmm. But also, I I know for the people that like I have meaningful relationship, it has caused us to really uh, draw close to the Lord. And, and to be honest with you, it, there is so much information out there that it has felt very overwhelming. And I feel like the Holy Spirit ha- continues to say, come to me, get in my word, get to know your story because of my story and, and get, just be in the word, like be in the word more than you're on different social media platforms. Like seek me, find me, get filled by me. Um, It is the person it's so, it's hard to know what your fight is sometimes, but I'm like, but if I fight to be the light, that is the right fight. Right. 
for me, like, you know what I'm saying? And not, I'm not trying, there, there is no other gospel. There is one gospel, but like, I know that God has said, well, be a light in a very dark world. And what does that look like for each person? Cause we're all different parts of the body and not all of mm-hmm. us are called to the political mountain. Some of us are called right to the entertainment, to, you know, the different mountains. So I, I'm like, God, help us, show us, teach us, let us walk in wisdom, be obedient to you, love our neighbor as ourself. And you know, that though, all those things are, will be twisted by the lies of the enemy. But if we say spirit of truth, help me walk in all truth. Yeah. Um, and let yeah. him really have his way. Yeah. I think one person does make a difference. I do believe that. And I feel like people are like, well, what am I going to do? It's like, be the light of Christ. Let's it's- do this. It's the ripple in the pond. I mean, literally, it's the ripple in the pond. And 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 the enemy's what I think the enemy's greatest lie. And look, this applies to dating. This applies to politics, right? The enemy's greatest lie is to tell us that we're insignificant and that we should take whatever we're offered. Think about it. Yeah, he does. He tries to do it to us in the relationship. The most critical, essential relationship in our life is the person that we couple with. But he's also trying to do it to us in politics and in other ways, you know, just this is what you have to take. What's this is what's given to you. Take it. And I, I really believe that believers around the world have to rise up inside of themselves. And every time, you know, you're being given this plate of well, this is what's being given to you. Take it. This is what you deserve. It doesn't get any better. You've got to not be afraid to flip that plate over and say, I reject you, Satan, in Jesus' name. This is a lie. Like, I deserve more. I know what my heavenly father wants for me. I know the kind of a human being he wants for me. I know he wants me to be treated the way he treats me. I know he wants me to be loved the way that he loves me. And 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 I know he wants me to act that way to others, the way that he mm-hmm. acts to me. So what I'm expecting from others is what I need to give to others. And it's the same. And it's interesting. We ended up here because really and truly dating and marriage is rather a great metaphor for what we're experiencing right now. Because right now, I believe that Satan is asking us around the world to be his bride. Mm. And, And the invitation is coming from him. While at the same time, we know that we are only the bride of Christ. Set apart. And it's like the deception on this issue is so deep. And, and I I think that the, the enemy uses the most personal things, our heart, our desire to be loved, our desire to couple, to find the right person. He uses those critical little small things. If he can get us compromising in those ways, then... I mean, look out, look around you. You see how big the compromises are in the world now, you know? And I think it's because even as the body of Christ, we've allowed some compromise to kind of get in. And it's like all those old cliches and what people said, you know, Satan couldn't defeat defeat the church, so he joined it. Well, it's kind of true in a way. And, and you know, in your, I mean, look, you guys, like Nova, Sarah Nova and her hus- her husband, Ricky, who's a pastor um, and they come out of a a strong ministry of marriage, marriaging. And, um, you know, they've been involved with Miles McPherson and pastored at the rock down in San Diego. And so 
they have a perspective on, on, on ministry to a large, the large, the masses and ministry to the one. And, you know, when you're trying to date Sarah, and, and this might be an interesting thing for, to ask you, um, how, you know, now that you're such a strong believer and you, you, I think you have a very strong idea that your calling in Christ is what all of our calling in Christ is, which is to share the gospel. I mean, at the end of the day, you guys, we're not called to be, you know, we're not called to be a lot of, like we, we may want to do and be gifted and skilled at doing certain things, but what we're really called to be is a son or a daughter and to share the gospel. I mean, that's it. You know, you think God's laying something. Oh, well, you know, I called you to be much less overweight. So I need you to go on a diet and I need you to have this career and I need you to do that. That's not our father. Our father just wants us to love him. So when you're, when you're clear about who you are in Christ, Sarah, do you think it's made you that much clearer about who and how you'll date? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, what you were talking about and, and going into this um, about dating, it's really learning to love um, because we're, we're in times now that it's more and more difficult to love. And um, because, I mean, we, we can make a choice. We, we will love those that are agreeing with us, like we're all on the same page. But God is calling us to love the ones that are coming against us, those who are persecuting, those who are blind um, to what's happening or, you know, full of pride. And I made a choice and this is the right choice. I don't care what it looks like. Um, so even coming into dating, dating is, uh, again, is, is about love. And so I, <laughs> I just tell you, I mean, it's, it's, it's not easy because I am not, uh, that's just me. I am not an online dater. I have never done that. I have had so many friends do it and I got to enjoy a lot of good stories and a lot of bad stories and a lot of like funny stories, but I'm just the more like in person, like I meet the person kind of thing. So, you know, nowadays it's, it's, much more clear because everything is so divided what you're talking about. So, I mean, the good news is it can be a little more clear to a person when you can ask certain questions. Right. Um, nowadays it's a little more clear, like where the person stands, you know, who, who are they loving, you know? And yeah. so, these I have a little question things. yeah for you sarah because honestly yeah. i'm like probably like the audience i don't know you well so yeah like as i'm sitting here listening to you then i guess my question to you is you don't feel called to singleness right no is that you don't I, feel I, I so, definitely no i'm not called to singleness. yeah and so you are in like you're in the waiting of who god will yeah. bring right yeah. so how do you prepare how do you ready yourself for that? Like, I think, cause if I was single right now, I'd be like, you're right. The online dating thing is super crazy. I've heard a bajillion <laughs> stories and I think yeah. people are freaked out by that. And then even the young generation, just like, 
if I just look good online, then probably somebody's going to pick yeah. me, pick me. So yeah. how are you readying yourself? Like how, like, cause I need wisdom I, too, to share yeah. to my single friends. Like, mm. how do you ready yourself for that? Well, because of being in the world of the world and then being a baby kind of thinking I was all Christian and new, you know, like, okay, I prayed a prayer of salvation and I'm good to go. Right. So I've walked the di all along now, now sold out for Jesus. I get it. And so throughout everything I've learned is, um, and what I see so much of is, is, is really preparing yourself by going through some heal inner healing and getting rid of wow. baggage that you probably don't even know you're carrying. That's the thing. Like the childhood wound. Would you say the childhood wound? Yeah. I mean, it, I don't want to say that because okay. then a person already goes into the session, into a prayer session thinking that's what it is. It's because yeah. blah, blah, blah. And the best way to enter is, God, go to the root, go to the root. You know what, you, you know what you called me to, you know, my destiny, go, go to the root of that thing that is getting in my way so I can keep going on what you've called me to and who you called me to do that with. So I, I that's how I pray. When I do sessions, I, I, I just, I, I actually like not knowing anything about a person's history because they, a lot of people have their own inner stories and, and, you know, people that date a lot have that song and dance they give, like when they say, oh, well, I'm this way because of that and this and that, but I'm over it now. And, but you wouldn't be saying the story that way if you were healed from that thing, the story would be told in a different way. I, so I, it's, yeah, I, I'm just. I so get Nova. This is such a good question, and and Sarah, such a good answer because what I'm realizing is mm -hmm. it's amazing because I was in this conversation yesterday, and it's such a big conversation. It is. How, how do you prepare? Well, the reality is when your preparation, and it was my preparation, lies in going to the root causes of your brokenness. Mm because you've got to be healed, truly healed and whole in order to couple and to really be a partner with someone. And yeah. I went through years of inner healing um, and, and it was certainly two years of major radical inner healing and dealing with my brokenness before I could actually be married to Roger. And I mean, just by way of background for anyone who might be newly kind of new to uh, me and this ministry, I was sexually abused as a little girl by a relative, by my ha my older half-brother. So what that did, incest in your home, causes you to flee intimacy. So, mm -hmm. I mean, right? Because in your home, in your family, you're supposed to be safe. You're supposed mm -hmm. to be able to be a little kid and know that you're not going to get hurt. You're going to get fed. You're going to get loved. You're going to get nurtured. So when someone sexually abuses you in your home and it is incest, it's a family member, your paradigms for safety are now completely shattered as a child. Um, and I know, I know clinically, I know because I read the book and I know because I lived it out. Um, mm -hmm. And then I was raped as a teenager uh, at 15 years old. 
um, by two guys who, who knew better, who were in their mid to late twenties, who were having fun and games. And so mm-hmm. my brokenness, you know, and then throw on top of that at a certain point as a young a teenage girl, my parents got a divorce and I really, I, I'm a daddy's girl and I loved my mommy and my daddy. So that was very, very hard for me. Um, we moved a lot because my father was an entrepreneur and a businessman. And so in the moving a lot, I learned, I mean, my walls were a part of my protection. You know, I, I needed to go into new situations, identify, play whatever role was expected. Um, I, I just, I learned I, I have often said when I've been preaching um, on pulpits in places, my walls had walls. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I learned yeah. the art of self-protection. And, 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 and then in my brokenness, you know, uh, when you really get into inner healing, you'll learn that many of us have a protector. And that's that part that comes forward from your brokenness to manage all of the emotions. And, and what happens when you, most brokenness does go to child, childhood trauma of some sort. Because there's a first break where the enemy gets in. And then every other every other a- attack is the enemy poking into those wounds to control you by using your emotions to control you. So by the time I arrived at 21, you know, as a full-grown girl, even though I I I call my I was a Christian and I loved Jesus, but I had zero tools for understanding scriptural, biblical brokenness, inner healing, and what to do with the fact that my emotions were driving the car completely. I had fear, um, anger, uh, shame, guilt. I I mean, you name it, you know, low Mm self-esteem, you know? So if, if you're given all of that and now you arrive to the world of dating, the enemy goes, go, let's see Mm -hmm. you run this race. So now you're running this race with all kinds of crud and crap stuck to your life, stuck to your mind, stuck to your heart. So your decision making is all from a place of brokenness. And mm-hmm. I get why, Sarah, you're saying you've got to go to the root. Because for me, by the time, I mean, the reality is, and I'm married to a wonderful man of God, but the reality is, I probably threw as many. I said this yesterday to my husband. I said, you know, because of my brokenness, I probably threw as many good men away as most women will meet in a lifetime because mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't recognize them. I, I wasn't looking for anybody to really be kind to me. I, I was so broken that then it was take or be taken, mm-hmm. run, run before they run from you, hurt before anybody hurts you. Protect, protect, guard, guard. Yeah. You know, and then all the while you think that you, you know, I love love and I just love being in love and meeting people. And and really it's just one big dysfunctional mess. And it wasn't until I actually confronted my brokenness through inner healing that yeah. I began to get set free. And then all of a sudden I could even see my husband. I was ready. Yeah see, you know, how to be a partner and, and, and all of this, you guys, I made it, I'm trying to make it short, but I I just told someone yesterday, I wrote about this and it was the Lord. And it was so the Lord in my book, prodigal daughter, a journey home to identity, because 
all of that brokenness takes you away from your identity, the identity that God gave you. And I'm so proud of this book because it's, it's not just my testimony. It's that these three chapters on brokenness, inner healing, and forgiveness are the key to your Christian walk. It's the key to your identity. It's the key to you being able to actually be set free from the chains that bind you from even being able to be in a healthy relationship or to choose uh, the right man of God or to know when a man of God is really a wolf in sheep's clothing. All of that. It, it, it made me able to, to kind of, I mean, now I just, I just accept, I mean, I always tease my son and my husband and I say on my, on my grave, I want you to put here lies mom. She was about zero compromise because you come to me with compromise now. <laughs> and I'm like, no, thank you. Step. I mean, I have, <laughs> I've literally been in restaurants and had a girlfriend of mine look at me and go, you just, how did you just completely correct the manager and three waiters and they just love you. And I'm like, because I've learned, I have learned to speak the truth in love because I'm not broken. It's not anger speaking. It's not judgment speaking. It's not fear or shame speaking. It's Cynthia speaking God's word to his children and going, okay, that's not right. And I believe that you want to be right. So in wanting to be right, you need to change all of that because all of that is wrong. And people receive it when they know you're coming from a healed whole place because then the Lord can really work through you. And I believe that one of the gifts that we get for doing this work, you know, the work on ourselves. And 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 I think the reward, yeah. you know, you're right, Sarah, the reward, it comes from healing the root, the root cause. And, and here's the other thing is oh, some people's stories are not as, you know, traumatic as what you went through. And so they might think, well, you know, I, I went through therapy or I went through this, but yet yeah. there's something that, you know, there's a, there's a, pattern happening in your dating you're dating the same type of person and you're finding the same thing wrong or whatever the story is or even the people that you know that are in a relationship and you know that it's not right they feel themselves I'm not something's missing but it's good enough it's good enough it's you know but if you yourself can receive healing and even just, you know, you know, Google healing prayer near me. I mean, that's what I I suggest anybody do right now is just type in healing prayer near me. Mm. And you don't have to come in with knowing what, what is it in my past or what is it that you don't have to know. Holy spirit knows just the fact of you wanting to take that step. I mean, you're going to feel so good. (laughs) You're yeah. going to feel good. You're on the right track because yeah. the thing that happened to me, even in the first time I received this type of healing prayer, I, I didn't even know what it was. You know, I, I grew up Catholic, so this was all new to me. me too. Yeah. So I, I went and I was in shock at how these people knew they, they were hearing God. And so I was like, Oh, oh my God, this is amazing. This is amazing. And so they would pray for me in a prophetic way. And 
you know, crying my eyes out and it's a release. It's a, it's such a release and it, it, and it's a little thing, you know, you felt like it's a little thing and, and I would go the next week and then I would go the next week and then I just started bringing people. I would tell them to park the car in, on La Cienega over by Best Buy, get in my car and we would drive two. I would drive them two hours to this church to go receive healing because I was like, you are not going to believe what's going to happen. It's like, I was like so astounded about how much better I was feeling. And here's what was happening. I started to hear God. My ears and eyes started to open to the spirit of the Lord. And when I would re read the word of God, it was like he was talking to me. Like everything started to come alive because the junk and, and, and the things they were praying for me, the healing wounds were like little things, you know. You could be, go in because you, you suffer from migraines. You could go in because you suffer from a, a sore back. It does not matter. Just go. And, and, and Holy Spirit will go where he needs to go. You just come in with an open mind. And so you start to discover things about yourself. And, and which is, is what I did. I started to, to learn about myself. And then you know what you want. You know what you're looking for in, in a partner, you know, and it's, the bottom line and it is, sounds like, sorry, yeah. sorry to interrupt you, but it sounds no, like you have you it like from hearing you talk, like I have tears in my eyes, but just it, when I see you and I don't know you, Sarah, but like it, yeah. then you have the peace that you, you know, God and you trust him. So yes. you don't have to worry about the future because you know that yeah. he has you yeah. because he's taken, he's shown you and he's rooted out and he's healed and he's given yeah. you hope and joy yeah. and peace so much so that now you've gathered all these people to go like, I have it. I want you to have it. And yeah, that yeah. to me is like, <laughs> that is the ultimate, right? It's like, yeah. you're living this life of sharing yeah. the freedom that, that yeah. we have in Christ. Yeah. 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 So and true. I, I it, you know, and it's so funny because when, when I, when Roger, like Roger, who became my husband, when I first saw that he was my husband and, and all of this inner healing was taking place and, and it was an awakening to Christ in a new way. It was truly Isaiah 61. There's so much mm. about Jesus. He opens the scroll of Isaiah and he and, and he's in the temple and they, who are you? You know, and he reads this scroll and tells them who he is, basically. And it goes through all of this stuff. But then you get to I came to bind up the brokenhearted and to set the captives free. And yeah. that and that just I knew that I was brokenhearted and I was held in captivity by my own broken heart, the pieces of my heart, the anger, the, 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 the every piece that broke had me in some way emotionally ca in, ca in captivity. Yeah. And only Jesus, only Jesus can do, can do that. Only Jesus. He never gave that commission to anybody else. You go out and bind up the brokenhearted and set the captives free. No. He said, you go out and make disciples. You know, you go out and, 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 you know, use my word to save the lost. But that's because in saving the lost and making disciples, they're going to discover Isaiah 61 in the ministry of Christ for themselves. And they're going to know that he is the one who binds up the brokenhearted and mm. can set free from your emotional captivity, your captivity to drugs, sex, poor relationships, bad choices, wrong decisions, like all of it. 
He's the one. And it's so crazy to me because in all honesty, so when I saw Roger finally through healthy eyes, it was the same way. I wanted to, like, I would go, oh, God, why can't there be five of him for all my single girlfriends? And I just was telling all of them, I'm like, okay, this is how, this is how I did it. This is how it happened. I surrendered to Christ. And then I, I, I started dealing with my brokenness. And then, and it was like, I wanted them to understand that there's power in the word of God. There's power in what we're the three of us are sitting here sharing with all of you watching. It's real. It's not like some peop, cuckoo people take a drink of Kool-Aid. Like, so for any of you who stumble on this, who, you know, you're not Christian or, you know, you're curious or you think Christians are wacky or you believe the political lie that the evangelicals are crazy and they don't want to get vaxxed and they're the ones destroying America. Hello. <laughs> understand, what, understand what spiritual warfare is. And know that you have an enemy who does not want you to know this truth, this truth mm-hmm. that will set you free. And that's the thing, because if we're a free, a truly free world, if we're a truly free nation, guess what? You don't take nobody's mess. You don't tolerate leaders telling you, I'm a Christian, I'm a Catholic, and go abortion, murder a couple million more babies. More babies have died of abortion this year than COVID by far, like Mm -hmm. by far. I mean, and nobody's talking about that. Nobody wants to talk about that. And I'm telling you, man, like, I just, I don't have any fear. And the greatest attack the enemy ever brings on against my life is fear. That's the one. That's the one that every now and then I have to go, oop, God did not give me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I have to quote that scripture at it, you know, because Satan wants us living in fear. And if we're living in fear, we're not living in faith. And living in faith means understanding that getting to the root of yourself and your identity and your your stuff, your mishigas, right? (laughs) A Jewish word that I love. That is what, that's what will bring you what you desire, including a husband, if that's your desire, you know? Yep. Yeah. Amen. And then, and then, you know what? You get freedom from worrying about it because God's already got my husband. I have no worries. Like I'm not some desperate chick wanting to get married or needing a guy like, it's actually something very, it's a supernatural feeling and it's, oh my gosh, it's so awesome. I mean, you, you just get this joy. You have like an an instant injection of joy that just comes out of you because you don't have to worry. Like it's not on you. Yeah. He's got him. He already picked him out. All you need to do is just pray. Sarah, uh, Nova, I got to tell you, Sarah is, you know, it's, I've, I've, so I've seen guys, you know, pursue her. Actually, we know, <laughs> we know someone. <laughs> and, and, I, and, and I know she has a peace in her waiting and a real confidence and faith that God's got her husband. So it gives her the ability to recognize, I think, who's not her husband. Um, and, and it was so funny because I was like, well, why not him? I don't understand. I mean, I think he has. Uh, and she's like, oh, no. 
Because I asked the Lord and he said, no, that's just your friend. And let me give you some proof as to why, because he showed me why he's just a friend. And I'm telling you, Sarah had me cracking up laughing because I was like, I was like, this one will not be compromising. And I think that's, I mean, I compromised all over the place, you guys, before I really surrendered my girl, life. Girl, so did I. So did I. Good Lord. Right. Good Lord. So did right. I. Oh so my this, God. Yeah. So like, we don't sit here and talk about this stuff from a place of, oh, we've got it all perfect. We are. No, I wasn't a church girl. You guys, I was a worldly girl longer than I've been a church girl, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, and it's like, and I have friends from my past. I, I'm pretty sure that if you said to them 15, 18, 18 years ago, Cynthia is going to be like Pastor Cynthia in many parts of the world. And she's going to have shows that are only about Jesus. And she's going to be bucking the system in every way when it doesn't line up with the word of God. They would have been like, Cynthia who? Who? Not her. Uh Uh-uh. And that is really the truth. And that's that's awesome. But it's all, look, it's awesome. But it's also why I think I'm so passionate about people hearing what we're saying because the person next to you that looks the messiest, the prodigal son or daughter that is literally sleeping with the pigs in the slop may be the greatest tool in the hand of God in yes. just a minute. I love it. And just Those are the best. Yeah. I love it. So with yeah, that, I great. do pray for our president and our vice president and all the slimy politicians who are liars, that's, crooks, criminals, and thieves. That's the best thing to do. I pray for them. God is leading us into a time of intercession that doesn't stop. Amen. Oh, and by the way, by the way, I was feeling this earlier. Whew, I feel there was a time but I feel like it's like we're even entering it now. Like God is in a season of matchmaking like never before. You know, during COVID, like we can remember all these negative things. But I was in awe because I was one of the people that he talked to clearly. And I had no idea why Nashville and whatever city, if you moved and God told you to move, there is a purpose in it. There's absolutely a purpose for it. And if you're single wanting to be married and you feel God put it on your heart that you're going to be married, just keep praying, just keep believing because I feel like the enemy has been trying to distract us. So look over here, look over here, you know? And so then our, our whole position, our whole alignment, you know, we let the, our soul get in front of the Holy Spirit And so we're led by our emotions. And so where we're not discerning, where where we need to be praying for greater discernment, not just to pray for the situation in the government and in the world and in the health realm, but in the love realm where God is wanting to match. He's going to start matching people. It's just going to start. It's going to happen when you least expect it. And mm. to position your heart with Holy Spirit in front, just continue to stay in that place and don't let the things of the world bump you off track. Keep doing what God's called you to do. You know, love Jesus, pray for the sick, 
he, mm -hmm. you know, heal the leopard, raise the dead, and deliver those demons out of these people. Okay. <laughs> and in the meanwhile, mm -hmm. your love is coming. He's gonna come. Nothing is gonna get in the way. So just keep your your heart positioned in the place whew, of forgiveness, of love, and of joy and of hope. Like, let me tell you, I just feel like God has put me in a position where the enemy has tried so many times to take me down, even in the last, I'll just even say in the last 12 years, um, to, to feel hopeless about the future, even in regards to love life, when this breakup happened and, you know, my health took a toll. Um, it wasn't discovered until these last six months that my health took a toll from the because when you have a trauma, your body can hold on to the memories of the trauma. Even though I went through healing spiritually and my soul, but I just learned that it's there's a trauma from the past that stayed in my body that affected my health. Physical. And so, so I'm like, you know what? As soon as I find that out, I'm like, devil, put my sleeves up. I'm gonna win this fight, okay, people? Okay, okay. Hey, you, girl, yeah. you. I mean, you are a fighter. I, when you were speaking, <laughs> this is the scripture that came to my mind, and I, I yeah. feel like it's so in tune with what you're saying. <laughs> Ecclesiastes four twelve. Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. Amen. Yeah. Look so, at the three of us. God and the God and the groom and the bride. Yeah. God Amen. and the groom and the bride. Yeah, so I'm just like, when you recognize where something is trying to come against your promises, you have to, are you kidding me? I tell my friends, get excited. <laughs> he has been found out. We are supposed to be mad at the devil. Just get mad at him and go, no, I am not going to take this laying down. I am not taking this laying down. So guess what? Now I'm going to pray for more people. I'm going to pray deliverance for more people. I'm going to claim their souls for heaven, for Jesus. And yeah, nothing is going to get in the way of, of God coming in. I don't care what times we live in. Guess what? We were chosen. Like, this is amazing that we were picked. He trusts us enough to live in these times. So mm. don't worry about the spouse. That person is coming. You just stay on track. And remove any obstacles in your spirit, in your soul, in your body, anything that would get in the way of where God's calling you to and the person God's calling you to be with. And you'll mm -hmm. see much more clearly as you do that. Yeah. No, but do you see do you see why <laughs> I think this is so special? I'm like, when I mean, I yes. I gotta take off my boxing gloves. <laughs> Sarah is such a, and it's so funny, you know, Sarah, because the thing that I love so much about, I mean, the, about you guys, about Girl Club, about Nova and Christina and Christina, who who you'll you'll meet eventually, is that, and and for those of you watching, I know you guys have fallen in love with much of the same and many of the same things I have, and they're they're fighters, like each in their own way, they're fighters, and I know when you love the Lord, and for those of you watching. You're, you're a fighter. Know this. The fact that you're watching mm. means you're fighting. 
This is yeah. how we fight our battles. We come together. We worship together. We fellowship together. Iron sharpens iron, scripture says. That's what we're doing with each other right now. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. trying to sharpen you. And you don't even understand, but your comments, your emails in, those are, are encouraging to us. And those sharpen us because when I hear, when I get a question or when someone says, well, what about this, this, and this, it causes me to seek an answer for you. It causes Mm -hmm. us to seek an answer for you. And it's like, this is how we fight our battles, you know? And that's just my worship song. That has been my worship song of the season over my life right about now. But, you know, the world may look at you and think you're surrounded, but we're surrounded by him. Yeah. That thing, he is the all-encompassing God on the throne that we have chosen to serve. And he is faithful. You know, he is faithful. And I feel like, Sarah, you have an anointing of, mm. um, it's like an anointing to bring, I think, faith and joy and hope into the room. Amen. And, and I, and I, I often feel that when I'm with you. And I mean, some days I'm just like, look at Sarah over there in the boxing ring and I'm just going to sit right here in this back room gym office. I ain't putting on no more gloves. I'm not, I don't even know, you know, and, and you're just like, come on, get it together. And, and it, and you know, honestly, so funny. it's, it, you know, I, Sarah, <laughs> Listen, I I just felt this while you were talking, um, and I I don't want to let go because I just feel the Holy Spirit that we may be like Ananias, Lord God, that we would pray for the Saul to become Paul. I pray for the men out there that are hurting, that have gone through, because we are in the most fatherless time in all of history, and so we need to be praying for the men. For the men that are not married and that want to be married and for the men that are married, that are not walking out their, the fullness of who they're, they're called to be as the leader, spiritual leader of the home or whether it's their career or whether whatever it is, that we would pray because Ananias, God told him to go pray. And he's like, what? wait a minute, is that one you want me to pray for that one? And, and, but he did it because of, out of love, he did it. He loved God so much. He goes, okay, I will pray for that one. That's, you know, and, 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 and Saul loved God. Saul loved God. There's many. I was just going to say that. I was going to yeah. say that Saul actually, he actually, he knew Oh, I mean, I literally was just talking uh, like Whoa. with the Lord about this very thing. Today. It's like he knew all the stuff. He knew the law. He knew he thought he was doing the right thing. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that's, yeah. But he met Jesus. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, that's like, what, and then yeah, the right, the met. right, then the right, then the passion and the desire to do the right thing got positioned in the right way. And that, that's. Well, that's yeah, good. well, well, what Ananias witnessed was a miracle. So we get to we get to be blessed for praying for these men. 
we will be blessed for praying for them because we are going to witness supernatural miracles out of people that you think there is no way they can be saved. And we're in a time where there's many of them, men or women. But I feel like because this, we're, you know, talking about dating and marriage and all these things. And I just feel like having the faith as small as a mustard seed to believe that these Saul's would become Paul's mm. and that they would get a revelation that the blind eyes will see. So God mm. lifts up the blind eyes, mm. grab that veil and pull it back in the name of Jesus. Whoa, God, I just thank you right now. I'm just going to pray. <laughs> mm. Ooh, I'm on fire right now. I just thank you, God, for all of those agreeing with us. You have someone in mind right now. You have several people in mind. God, we thank you for those ones that you have that love you, that know you, Lord, even those that don't, God, we ask that you turn those Saul's into Paul's, that they would become so madly in love with you, that the supernatural transformation will open their eyes spiritually and physically in a massive way, God. Whoa. And mm. God, I just thank you for resurrection power in this hour, that mm. this was erection resurrection yeah. our power our 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 power right now what we just did i just feel resurrection life and the power of the resurrection on this god that you would go to those ones that these people are agreeing and have those people in mind right now that you're going to touch each one right now oh my god mm. there's so many <laughs> and even those that came in and you watched this at another time it's still good for you it is still the fire of God is still on it right now in the name of Jesus. So God, we just thank you for the matchmaking you plan on doing and are doing. God, keep you in front, Holy Spirit. Let us be led by you all the way, all the way, Holy Spirit. And let our worries, our emotions, our busyness, and all these things that can distract us here and there, let us come back to you the love of our life, the love of our life to be the one right in front. And we, we are right with you. We are, we are arm in arm with you. And we thank you that you are the one leading this walk. You are leading us fully in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So Nova, how, like, how do you explain her? <laughs> um, Fire and Whoa, rain. I feel, I feel the Lord. I feel the Holy Spirit so strongly over yeah. here. Yeah. So do I. I'm just like, whoa. But I would whoa. I would say that, you know, I I feel the fire of God, but I also feel the rain and the the nourishment of God. Yeah. Amen. So I, I mean, I am a hundred percent in agreement in the name of Jesus. May I reiterate yeah. that the Saul's will turn into Paul's. That there, are, there are men and women just waiting. Just yeah. waiting for the truth to know, to understand yeah. the truth of who Jesus is. They're just, they're, they don't even know it, but God's going to yeah. hit him. He's just going to yeah. be like, here you go. So yeah. I think we are <laughs> moving into a very exciting time. This is an exciting we, time. Yeah. Let's we like move from fear. Yes. Fear Lord. into freedom. Yeah. Fear and, into freedom. And I, and I love, I love what, I love that. Turn the Saul's into Paul's. And I love, Sarah, I love that you reminded us 
that we should be praying. You know, it, Lord, mm. as, as women married and single, help us not, first of all, help us to know from you, not from our brokenness, but to know from mm. you when we need to move somebody out of the seat that is for our husband. Yeah. The that you've chosen. And when, yeah. and even as we move them out of the seat, help us commit to pray for them. Lord, yeah. to pray for them. My son has a friend in his life who committed to prayer over him every day for a year. Yeah. And, and, and Lord, because she was a girl who loved him. And, and Lord, mm-hmm. I'm just asking you now for those of us who have sons, for those of us who have brothers, Lord, for those mm-hmm. of us who desire a godly husband, and we pray now for our sons and our brothers that they would truly become godly husbands. Lord, that they would yeah. become like Paul's, that they would become like, like those that you can build your church on. They would be rocks for their home and for the daughters that you would bring to them. Yeah. Lord, I ask for my sisters that you would give them the confidence to know that we set the bar. We say yes or no to the gains that this world tries to send us through men. We are the ones who say yes or no, unless we're forced. And some of us have experienced that. And Lord, we bring that and we give that spirit of rape and and, and taking to you. But Lord, as a whole, help us to understand our power as daughters. Help us to, to prayer, to see healing in our men. And in all the men around us, Lord, in Jesus' name, yes, holy Lord, start with our sons. Those of us who have sons, start with our sons, because I know I'm standing here going, start with my son, Lord. Start with my (laughs) son, Lord. Bring him a godly woman, but Lord, the the most godly guy, Lord, the men need to be ready, Father, and you're right, fatherlessness has plagued our world. So I ask, Father, for a supernatural touch from above and an anointing to make men into fathers. Lord, stop the brokenness in our families, Lord. I ask that you send the angels of heaven to restore the family unit around the world, Lord, and to dance on the head of the enemy that has so destroyed our families, Lord. Yes. In Jesus' name, Father, bring the fathers Bring yes. the fathers. Yes. Bring the fathers. Yes. And help us as women to understand our power as sisters and mothers and daughters. In Jesus' name, Lord. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, mm. God. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And those uh and for those who have never prayed the prayer of salvation where they've invited the Holy Spirit to come live inside them. We just say right now, Jesus, you are the, just repeat after me, Jesus, you are the son of God. And I ask for forgiveness of all my sins. And I believe that you died on the cross for all sins and you rose again on the third day. And so right now I choose of my own free will to invite the Holy Spirit to come and live and dwell in me and reign over every area of my life. So God, I thank you for those that pray this prayer and or are rededicating their life to you, Jesus, because they desire to be Paul. They desire to run after you. 
desire what, what you have for them. And they lay down at the altar any idols in their life, whether it's career or marriage or mm. whatever. Mm. They give it to you, God. Desire for a child. Whoa, I just felt that. Yeah, anyone watching who's desiring to have children. God, I just thank you and believe right now that you are the God of the impossible. And my name is Sarah and it's Sarah for a reason. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, oh amen. God, please don't let me be the Sarah in the Bible. But you know what? He's got a sense of humor. So God, I pray for the Hannahs and the Sarahs. Lord, I don't care what age they are. God, you are the God of the impossible. That God, if you had planned them to be mothers, Whatever capacity that looks like, whether natural, adoptive, or whatever, God, I thank you that you are the God of the impossible. Thank we you. bless the marriage. We bless the family. That they will not lose hope, Lord, that you will encourage them. Even today, well, someone will say something, or God, you will send them a sign that would encourage them, that they would find the scripture in the word that would encourage them. Or you would bring a scripture back to life that spoke to them years ago. Lord, that will come back to life to encourage them in Jesus' mighty name. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Yeah. Whoa. Mm. Mm. Wow. Ooh. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> you feel his presence. Wow. <laughs> Amen. 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 He's so good. Amen. God bless you, Cynthia, for doing this, you know? Hmm. Yeah. No, I was just thanking the Lord for, for you guys, all of you, those of you who are watching and for my girl club crew, man, you guys, thank you for taking this journey with, you know, mm. me taking this journey together because I know that I know that I know that this is truly the best part of my week. Mm. <laughs> You know, I am, I am grateful for what God does when we forsake not the gathering of the brother of the brethren, you know, he mm. says it, you know, he says it, if two or more gather together in my name, there I am in the midst. Mm. That's why we feel him. I'm getting comments from all over the world, from London, from South Africa, you know, America. Amen. Thank when you, Jesus. Holy, you know, it's just, it's just us choosing to invite the Holy Spirit in and trying to live our lives, you know, under yeah. the surrendered, surrendered to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So you made my day, girl. Yeah. You made my day. I'm sitting here kind of like, I just kind of got hit upside my head. And I, I'm, I'm literally like sitting here processing and thinking, there will be men and women that will watch today and know that they've tried to get life and they've literally tried to fill every void with everything else, but the one mm. who is the true life giver. Yeah. And we testify in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Life only comes oh. from Jesus. Period. So you will find life, real yeah. life. Yeah. 
this world will offer you every single stinking counterfeit that there is. And you got to either decide you're going to make your way and keep struggling all the way to the end where you don't find anything, or you just say, I'm going here. And I, I'm like, yeah. it's time for the Sauls to, yeah. to make their way to getting a new name. And he has yeah. a new name and yeah. oh, it's good. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So I, I just got the goosebumps again. Woo! Amen. As we were praying that, I just was see, seeing all these heads, the heads of people, like all, because the people that are in agreement with us all over the world, it's like I could see their heads. I see their heads where it's going to happen. Amen. Like hold to that, that whatever you prayed, Amen. that's it. That's it. Angels are now on assignment. That's it. They've already gone and took charge. So mm. just start celebrating now. Amen. And as Lou, and as, <laughs> as Pastor Lou Engel says, God, we love you. End abortion and send revival to America. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Ah, <laughs> uh, you guys. Amen. Thank you. I mean, you know, we're we're done with another week of girl club. And I mean, we just, we love you guys. And uh, thank you to my girl club crew. And thank you to all of you girl club crew members. And um, you guys, as always, you know, you can watch uh, anything you've missed on Cynthia Garrett Ministries YouTube channel. Um, you can watch us every morning live. We go up at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. 11 o'clock in the morning here, Central Standard Time, and 12 o'clock noon on the East Coast, Eastern Standard Time. And then that adjusts out to South Africa and England in the evening. Uh, thank you guys, man, on the other side of the world for spending your Saturday night right here with us. But more than anything, I'm just thankful for you that you've chosen to spend mm -hmm. your Saturday nights with Jesus. Because when you hang out with us, that's what you're going to get. <laughs> and so... Um, Man, sisters, go impact your community, your homes, your family members, your work, everything, and be encouraged and know that you have warriors praying for you. We are here. You can write yeah. in your questions, your comments, your emails to us at hello at CynthiaGarrett.org. There it is. Thank you, Anna, for throwing that up on the screen. And um, man, until next week, have a blessed week and tell two friends and get them watching so that we can be the ripple in the pond. Yeah. And that we can bring girl club all around the globe. And um, I love y'all. And uh, one love of you. the days we're going to, we're having ourselves a good old girl club retreat right here in Tennessee. I'm yeah. Yep. I'm Cynthia Garrett. Right, I love you. Love, love you, Sarah. Love you. Love you. Love, love you a lot. We will see you next week. Love you girls. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. And we're hosts of the Kynos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. The word kynos means new, and that's exactly what we want to do on our podcast. Bring something new from what is old in our faith. And on this show, you might hear us explore topics like what the Bible has to say about student loan forgiveness, 
discuss how the Satanic Temple affects our view of religious liberty in America, or even question why is it that so many people are having rapture anxiety. To learn more about the podcast, go to lifeaudio.com.